Hollywood, 1939. A wise man once said, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Not sure what's ending aside from my drink, but it sure seems like something's about to begin. All right, so we're now thrilled to have star of screen in many different varieties of that word, uh, Sean Passad with us today. Hello, Sean. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for calling me a star. You are it's really nice. <laughs> a star in a car. Uh, you you've got your 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 fingers in a lot of pies yeah. <laughs> as it currently sits with with all sorts yeah. of things, both both uh, on the you know on the sort of big high profile big movie sort of side of things, as well as on the more grassroots side of things. And uh, it's it's an absolute delight that you've uh, agreed to, to kindly spend some time with us talking about that today. Yeah, thank oh, you. Well, I'm happy to be here. What's I, I, imagine you're on the west coast in the states? Am I right? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. So what time is like 9.30 here? So it's like what? Like it's uh, 11.30? No, it's 1.30. 1.30. Oh. Yeah. How am I going yeah. to Oh, it's 5 and 3. I don't know why I thought it was more than that. My bad. <laughs> my bad. It's just eight hours. There so, was my math it's... issue. <laughs> uh, so yes, we're going to start with some questions about Mank, which we just reviewed. Um, may, maybe, like, how did you get started with Mank? Like, how, how did that come across your, your 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 bow so so to speak because most of the stuff i've seen so far has been kind of independently produced or produced with 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 what seems like a a pretty frequent group of collaborators and then this seems like it's a bit of a of a a different path on this one yeah well this was sort of like the um normal path i just did air quotes i guess this is a podcast you can't see that <laughs> um but yeah i guess i guess this is the path that like most people take when they move to LA to become an actor. They get an agent and the agent gets them auditions and they go on auditions. And that's, it's a path that's like infuriating. And uh, because you just kind of sit, you do a lot of sitting around and waiting. And then um, in terms of auditions, like even if you're very good, you, you don't book a lot of them. It's just a numbers game. So um, that's sort of what motivated me and my sister and our friends to start doing our own thing. Um, so we weren't just waiting around, you know, going crazy. Um, but this mank just came. I got an email from my agent and she was like, actually, she she sent me an email and she called me, which she doesn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, this must be urgent. So she I answered and she was like, I just sent you a an audition and i think you're perfect for it uh because it was a it was a period piece it was set you know the scene that i did was set in 1939 i believe and we had just done a film noir set in 1939 and um mary kate and i have the same agent so she knows how how much we love um our period pieces um and she was like yeah i just wanted to i was just really excited about this so I was like, oh, that's great. And then I read it and I was like, yeah, this is exactly my, uh, this is just up my alley. And um, also I love Citizen Kane. So I was like, oh yeah, this is great. I would, regardless of whether I book this or not, I will be watching this as soon as it's available. <laughs> and then I saw like, oh, it's it's David Fincher and it's Netflix. Yeah. So, um, you know, the chances are pretty slim that I'm going to get very far in this process, but Hey, I, I'll, of course I'm going to, you know, give it my all. And, um, at the time, um, well, right now sort of 
how auditions work is everything is sort of self tape. And we have, um, we have a setup here with a ring light and a blank wall. Um, back, we lived in a different apartment at the time. So we had to rig this whole sheet and bring <laughs> out, we had soft boxes and we had a very tiny and um, cramped space. So we had to move furniture. So anytime we got an audition that we had to put on tape, it was like a, a production. Um, so we did it. And the scene was just the audition scene was exactly the scene that, that is in the movie. Um, it was a little longer. They ended up cutting um, one exchange. And um, I have to say it was, it was really tough because it's essentially like a monologue yeah. Because um, the character's not really paying attention. <laughs> um, he's just sort of in his own his own world, and um, so yeah, it's sort of a it's a it's a monologue. But there is there are these like technical places where where he's being interrupted, and it's um, it's weirdly physical. Even though I'm just sitting down, there are things. Where I pull out pull out a letter and I swerve, and um, uh, poor Mary Kate had to had to deal with me just having like a melt. I had to go for a walk at one point because I just could not keep this all in my head. Um, it's like poor Sarah. <laughs> poor <Mary laughs> yeah, exactly. Poor exactly. Yeah. Um, so eventually we did it and I, uh, I just, I, I don't love, I usually don't love the stuff I, I do. I'm always my worst critic. Um, and I was You're like, well, yeah. Uh, unfortunately yeah i'm trying to work on that um but uh yeah we did it and then i remember um i was picking up my mom from the airport that day she was visiting for a week and uh i had i was in traffic oh we were doing um mary kate and um and my sister Sinead and a couple friends do this thing called shitty broadway which is sort of a which is like a live show where um they invite friends to do Broadway numbers that they've always wanted to do in like a sort of lo-fi. Kind of um, take the piss out of. That's cool. It's, yeah. It's really it, good. It yeah. really that sounds good, fun. Um, it's one, pretty one, fun. One oh, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and then I, I don't sing, but I offered, uh, I offered my, my, myself up to host. Um, so we were doing, I think that was the second show that we were doing. And I was really stressed about that because oh, I hadn't really started writing my stuff until the night before. And then I was, I was in traffic at, at LAX um, trying to pick up my mom and that's really stressful. I don't know if, I mean, I guess sort of every airport is, is stressful to be at, but LAX in particular is just, <laughs> is the worst. And then my agent called me and I picked up as I was trying to navigate, you know, as I was trying to cross like four lanes of traffic um, and she was like, you know, at the end of this scene, there's like a big swerve and the car crashes. And um, <laughs> I hadn't really done anything to, to, to mime that because it felt weird and awkward. And she was like, I really like the audition, but do you think you could do it again and just throw that in? And I was just like, I don't, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I don't think I have time. Um, so that kind of put through me, you know, threw me for a loop, put me in my head. I was like, oh God, my agent didn't like it. Especially when There's you're driving, I can do. that's a yeah. that's kind of a weird. You can just yeah. wonderful. Not not, not right, right now. Not right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, "You, you got to do better at being in a car crash." And I was like, "I don't think I should." <laughs> um, so there was a, and then and then I had to like uh, perform that night, and I was just like, um, I was just a wreck. Um, 
But uh, I guess the the um, casting director, Lorraine Mayfield, liked me. So she called me in for an in-person session. And um, I think that's the first time that's ever happened that, that I sent in a self-tape. And uh, it went further. <laughs> it, wow. it went to step two. Yeah. And so I went in and did the scene with her. And we just did it a bunch of times. She threw a bunch of notes at me and tried different things and um at the end i remember walking out and she was like by the way thank you for knowing your lines and i was like you're welcome that's a weird thing <laughs> just for a casting director to say i feel like and she was like yeah i don't know um uh it's 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 weird how many actors are unprepared and yeah. i was just i walked out and i was just sort of stunned because um everybody i know out here works so hard um, for, for these opportunities and just knowing that there's people out there who are just like, eh, whatever um, was sort of maddening. Um, but anyways, I felt pretty good about it and she was great and the whole process was really nice. And, um, and then uh, a few days later I got a call that they wanted me. And the cool thing is that my mom was still in town and at that point she was staying with me. So Fantastic. I got to like, tell my mom i booked the movie normal, <laughs> hey. which was kind of fun that's brilliant but yeah so if I, if I just jump on really quickly and i know that people want to say something i'm just curious how long have you like what's the background how long have you been in 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 la for now at this point um oh boy too longer than i can just quickly answer that question um it's, <laughs> i've been out here for like for over a decade okay and um this has definitely been the biggest uh the biggest thing that i've booked did you wow. move out, out there with Sinead at the same time? Did you go or was it separate? No, it was separate. I moved out here after college and I've, I was out here for a while before her. Um, and then she also, she's, she's younger than me. She also moved here after college. After her college, not my college. That would have been weird. <laughs> when you was doing your scene with Gary Oldman and you had, because you had your monologue, <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what was that like having this, Actor of I mean, it's, Gary, it's Oldman. Gary Oldman yeah. <laughs> beside you as you're delivering these lines. What was that like? Was that invigorating? Was it terrifying? Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. it was both. Both of those things. I, I, I will say that um, uh, Mary Kate likes to remind me of this. Uh, she she keeps telling me that I'm not allowed to be scared of anything ever again. Yeah, because um, you've sat next to Gary Oldman and did a monologue. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat next to Gary Oldman, did a monologue and for David Fincher. Um, and I can't imagine a more intimidating day on set. I really can't. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, who's another director that would um, scare me? And I can't really think of think of it. And, to, and David Fincher, by the way, is not scary at all, oh, but okay. he is. Um, you know, he has a reputation as like a, a hard worker and, um, and also he's probably my favorite director. So there was a, an element of just wanting to like be really good for him. Not just the fact that I booked this job and I have to do this job, but I also really respect and admire him. And with Gary Oldman too, it's just, you know, there's so many, so many amazing roles where mm -hmm. he's sort of unhinged and loses his mind. And it's just like, Oh, he's just sitting next to me right now. But both of them were so unbelievably pleasant. And after a while, I just sort of, um, it was just like, Oh, I'm just doing this scene. 
You came off very and, confident. Um, <laughs> thank you. You did. You, did. <laughs> you came off very confident. It was good. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think at a certain point, you just kind of, you're, you're just like, oh, well, I'm here. I There was a long process to get here. And you're there for a reason. Everybody, yeah, everybody here mm-hmm. thought that I should be here. So I might as well just think that myself. Absolutely. Um, you know. And um, we've just heard in our review about how um, David Fincher went over a certain scene with um, Amanda Seyfried um, and Gary Oldman. I think it was the dinner, the dinner scene, like a hundred times. How many times mm-hmm. did you have to record your scene? Um, oh, I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. He lost um, his reputation. Yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> the The funny thing is the reason that we. Um, uh, the reason that we stopped is I don't remember what happened, but like one of the cameras broke or something. Oh. And um, I don't, I don't know if you told me it was a hundred, I'd believe you. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the first day that we shot, um, we shot a day in December of 2019. Um, right. What is. Yep. That what sounds about right. That was pre- yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lines up with the notes um, I got. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the last year feels like five years, so I'm not really sure anymore. <laughs> um, but we shot it. Um, they did a they did a, a lot of location shooting in Victorville, and so we shot a day there. And it's that that end button where the car is being lifted out of the ditch that was on location, and uh, that was my first day of shooting. And I was just brought to set, and all, I didn't even meet David Fincher. I was just taken to a mark. And they were like, go. And they were, and they oh. were like, a uh, PA was like, okay, when um, Gary is lifted uh, six inches um, above the ditch, that's when you say your line. And I was looking down and I was like, I have no concept of my perspective. I don't know where six inches is. So I was just like, I'm just going to say my line at some point. And then, um, and then David Fincher was just yelling notes at me so i started yelling my line and then he was yelling at me like no i'm i'm yelling because it's windy and you have to just say your line and i was like wow this is getting off to a great start (laughs) um and that day we i would say we did it 15 to 20 times i remember walking off and being like well that didn't seem like a lot but then i realized watching it there's that beautiful the sun you know is shining through the clouds and i was like oh they had a very narrow window to, to get this shot in. So um, that's why we only did it, you know, 15 times, <laughs> but the car scene, uh, I, we just kept, we just kept doing it. Yeah. If you said a hundred times, that would have been, that would have been pretty accurate to me. And also we shot that on a sound stage with um, uh, led screens and uh, they, they filmed these plates on location in Victorville too. And, everything kind of had to line up. So we weren't taking bits of the scene over and over again. If somebody messed up, we, we had to start over. Wow. Um, and we were ready to keep going too. Like, like that's the other thing with him, it, with David Fincher. It's like, he's um, there is, I remember when the social network came out and I read a thing, uh, an interview with Rooney Mara and she talked about doing that first scene over and over and over. And my actor brain was like, wow, he's like, really trying to get you out of your head and he's really trying to like break you down and like try to get you to a place where you're not thinking anymore. And now having worked with him, I'm like, yeah, maybe there's an element of that, but really he's just constantly thinking of new ideas and, and he has time. So like, why not try to do it over and over and see what happens. And every time he had like a, 
a new thought or a new note. And he was really collaborative. And at, at towards the end, um, there was a line that I was saying that I just never really got comfortable with in my body. Like I wasn't sure really what, what it meant or why I was saying it. And he was, you know, he picked up on that and we like figured out a way we changed the line. And I got writing credit now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be fighting. I'm going to be fighting for that. Um, But, but that was like, Oh, that was like reinvigorating. There was never any moment where I was like, again, Um, there was always something new to try. And um, unfortunately that's when the camera, uh, the camera issue happened. So I I don't think we ever got to like try that new line out, but um yeah there were a lot of takes (laughs) i I was gonna ask if it's challenging as as an actor to keep because i I thought it'd be pieced together but as it's one consistent piece um is it i mean i guess it's fun to try different or 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 new approaches but how much freedom did you have to try different things yourself versus did everything come from from david fincher or 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 did you just try some things on like the the fourth the fifth the, the 20th take and go let's see how he reacts to this yeah, I I think there's both. Um and another thing when when you're coming in for 2 days of filming when you're like a day player, when you have a co-star on TV, you're like the new kid and um you don't want to like overstep your boundaries. Um so a lot of it is just feeling that out. And um I definitely remember having a moment where I just I did. I got to that point of like, oh, I, I, I've lost what I was trying to do, and I don't care anymore. And <laughs> we're we're gonna be here all day. So I remember just having, starting to have fun with it, and doing something a little different. And um, you know, obviously, it wasn't super different. Uh, you're still in the scene doing. You're you're there for for a specific job. Um, so yeah, there was a little bit of both. There was a little bit of of both of those, of those things. And I, I do think that there is, um, that's a, that's a fine line that to cross or, or to know how to, to cross. I, I remember I had a TV job once where it was, yeah, I was just there for a day and, um, I'm sorry if you can hear my cat. She wants to be. <laughs> my dog interview. can hear your cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's funny. I, I had this, I had this job and I don't know what it was about this particular job. I, I just, nobody gave me any direction. I was like on set. I had marks and I was like, what am I doing? How am I start? It was like, I was an, I was playing an architect on a construction site and I was like, how am I entering? Like nobody's telling, nobody's giving me any information. So I just started making stuff up and doing whatever I wanted. And then the director came up to me afterwards and he was like, you did great. And I was like, really? Okay. And I had this moment of like, oh, I guess that's just what yeah. I got to do. And then if I'm doing something wrong, somebody's going to tell me, Yeah. but that's what they hired me for. So I'm just going to do that. Yeah. So that was a, that was a good learning experience. And I do, I wish I'd had that experience a little earlier. <laughs> um, but with David, when you're sitting there with Gary Oldman and David Fincher, you're, it's a little <laughs> bit less, I, I, I felt a little bit like, less free to do whatever I want, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 but, um, the gravity of it all. Yeah. 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 
Um, one thing I was wondering, just because you said earlier that when your agent came to you about it, you said uh, that they said Fincher and Netflix. We weren't sure if it was always meant to go straight to Netflix or it just happened because of sort of COVID. Was it always supposed to be a Netflix deal or was it just going to be worldwide until events? Yeah, it was always a Netflix thing. Um, okay. I remember it said that on the um on the uh, info that I got. And I, and I know that he's done some interviews talking about how he, he was, this was specifically for Netflix. They like wanted to know what he wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed um, that, you know, it, it, for a lot of reasons, um, but <laughs> for, with COVID, like um, they usually do like a little theatrical release as well. And, I'm hoping at some point someone plays this in a theater so I can go see it. Yeah, that would be good, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That'd be really surreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the dog under the table. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> this is Pippin. He likes to think he's on the podcast too. He does. Oh, <laughs> he is. Um, he is, yeah. I think Ethan, had, you had a question about the actual car crash, how they, how you yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah, um, because the way that it's done, it looks as if it's sort of more, um, I think, I, I said in the original thing, like, it looks as if it's done through a lot of, like, pulley systems just because of the way that the car sort of crashes into the ditch. Was that mainly, like, sort of practical, just, uh, sort of effect stuff, or did you just cut at a point and then do that later? Yeah, what, what, hold on, let me think. It, um... What did we do? I don't think we did anything. I think it was just, um, we got a, oh, you know what we did? We did the, um, the letter first Mm. and there was an air cannon in the, um, in the car, uh, between me and Gary. And, um, I, and it was very technical. I had to pull out this letter and hold it in a very certain way. And, um, this air cannon would blow it back. And then I remember at one point, um, David said, you know, if we don't get it, we'll just CGI it. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> take some of the pressure off. Yeah. And then we did, um, then it was just a matter of just on a cue, just like um, jerking our bodies yeah. in the, like, like Star Trek style. Like, <laughs> and, um, and then it was a cut and, uh, and, and then it was sound effects and then it was a cut to the aftermath. So there was, yeah, there was no actual um, car crash. Good, good. I remember. Oh, oh, yeah, that's another thing. In the in the audition, when I left, um, before I left, uh, the casting director was like, uh, "Do you have experience driving?" And I was like, "Well, yes, I I live in Los Angeles. I do have experience driving." <laughs> um, and then um, I didn't hear oh, after I got the job. I didn't hear anything about the technical aspects of what it was going to be. And so this this the entire time I was like, "I'm going to be really driving," and <laughs> like. Yeah that's going to be a lot of pressure to, to do that and act. And then it turned out to just be all on a soundstage. Super easy. Just need to look natural holding a steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I did, somebody gave me the direction. I, it wasn't David Fincher, but somebody was like, can you move your um, hands on the steering wheel a little? And I was like, Oh really? Okay. <laughs> it's not how I don't feel like I don't do that when I drive, is but maybe a, is I it did. a straight road or is it? A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This, oh, this road was, was um, the construction worker was very drunk when he put it out. <laughs> so what's the timeline between when you get cast and when you're showing up to set? For this, um, I was cast uh, at some point in October of 2019. And my first day on set shooting was um, 
December 14th, okay. 2019. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then the, the soundstage day was at some point in February. It was one of the last days oh, wow, of okay. filming. Yeah. And then, um, and then we did ADR in July of last year. <laughs> the dogs <off. laughs> I'm starting to think this cat's painfully aware. <laughs> My cat, when I'm on Zoom calls, she just, she, I think she thinks I'm talking to her. Oh, every time your cat meows, yeah. my dog who settles down on the sofa oh, really? gets back up and goes, because <laughs> you can hear something. That's funny. There he goes again. Yeah, he's gone, man. <laughs> We're just confusing them. Yep. They have tiny brains. Did you, did you interact with Gary Oldman um, when the cameras weren't shooting? You know, was Ooh, he. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I did. Uh, and we, we were just sitting there together uh, for, during setups. We would, we would leave the car. Um, yeah. and I would, um, I was, I was just too, I was just like, I have so many lines and I can't mess them up. I just have to be in a corner and just keep going over my lines in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in the car, um, you know, we, we talked a little, uh, he was so pleasant, just, just, um, absolutely just a a lovely a lovely fellow to be in a car with do you know it's really um, nice to hear yeah <laughs> it, no it is it's not really nice true when it's you meet true. these yeah. people hope that he's one of those people you do nice. hope he's yeah. going to be a nice genuine mm-hmm. guy yeah and to hear mm-hmm. that you know is brilliant yeah i i'm always you never really know what to expect with people at a certain level and um he was just he was so nice and at the end of the night i think um because we sort of had to stop we were in the middle of something and they, they needed to get like inserts of something else. And, um, and he thought that I was coming back the next morning. And I, re- I remember like, uh, one of the, um, like second AD or something was, was telling him outside the trailer that I wasn't. So he like, he like flagged me down at the end of the night as I was walking to my car to say bye. Aww. And I was like, wow, that's really sweet. He was so nice. He was really, really, really nice. Do you think if he hadn't have been, would that have tarnished your time on set? Oh. Oh. Um, Liam yeah, asking the hard I think questions. So, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, but you know, it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal for you, and to mm-hmm. be there in the presence of Gary Oldman, and you've had such a positive uh, response from it. Um, mm-hmm. It could have gone the other way. You know, you hear about yeah. these different things. You, would you still looked at it in a good light? Even I though- think, I think it's it's one of those things where I would just be like, um, I I just focus more on all the other cool stuff yeah, that happened, yeah, yeah. like the fact that I, you know, it's in a David Fincher movie, and you yeah. know, Gary Old. Even if Gary Oldman was mean, like, oh, I'm just, I have a scene with Gary Oldman, and <laughs> um, there's a lot of there's a lot of positive takeaways that I could focus yes, on. So, yes. so I guess I guess it, it's sort of like icing on the cake. Oh, he was absolutely actually very nice too. Yeah, I, I love, I love really, the fact that he is. Yeah, me too. It's always nice to to when you're when you meet someone like this and you're like, oh, they're great. Say if he was mean to you, you're just now an enemy of Sirius Black, and that's really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were there any like crazy good perks about being part of a big a big Hollywood film? Like, you know, what was the food like? Was it good? <laughs> yeah. um, icing on cake. <laughs> the food was great. Honestly, the food uh, is always good with um with with anything 
any sort of um, big production, they don't skimp on the food. Um, Keep the workers the happy. Food is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's night. I was going to say I had to travel and be on location for a day, but Victorville is not. Uh, uh, if you if you're visiting California, you can skip Victorville. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I. You know, it would have been fun if 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 COVID hadn't happened to see if there was like a you know a premiere like a yeah. Netflix Oscar party. That would have been fun. Um, but I, I there's the, there's no bigger perk than me just r- crossing that off my list. Like yeah. I had, yeah. I was in a David Fincher movie and um, an Oscar-winning David Fincher yes. movie. Yes, Os- Yeah, that's that's it too. Yeah, that was a pr- pretty big perk and a named part. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. really yeah. that's huge. really big. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I I have a friend um from college who's had um. Uh, an Oscar party every year since we've been, since I've known him. And, um, and David Fincher is one of, if not his favorite director. And I remember um, finally being able to tell him <laughs> uh, at his Oscar party. When was it? 2019. Yeah. Cause COVID hadn't started. I was at his house and I got to, t- that was one of the coolest, that was one of the coolest perks was telling one of my best <laughs> friends that I was going to be in a David Fincher movie. That's nice. And he's a, he's like an old Hollywood uh, fan. Citizen Kane is his favorite movie. So oh, cool. that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So the, the following year, if you guys did it like virtually, did you put down like Mank as the winner for every Oscar you guys were nominated for? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we had, we, he does an Oscar pool every year. I finally <laughs> won it in 2019. Yay. So that was a big day for me winning that Oscar pool <laughs> and telling him. And then we, speech. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did he did have the a virtual um oscar night this year and uh mary kate threw a party here and we we like dressed up and everything and then i had like my laptop with all of our, our college friends and i um i didn't do the the uh the pool because i was like i can't vote against mink <laughs> and i did I, I like did one on my own and i like gave mink everything um but i was like there's no way Even i'm the gonna ones vote. it wasn't nominated for <laughs> yeah i wrote i wrote them yeah. in mm-hmm. yep exactly sure there's an animated animation feature. somewhere yeah. there yeah. <laughs> yeah. cgi counts right F- foreign language yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best supporting actor sean passage That's yeah, right. exactly. there we go. <laughs> Um, let's talk about your love of, of, of period, um, pieces, or at least you're, you're very good at that 1930s fast talking. I don't know if it's just like a, a, a sort of comprehensive American or a Chicago or, 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 or what exactly it is. I, I'm rubbish at trying to do accents like this. So I saw this and went, he's very good. And then it, it kept in seeing things. It popped up a, a couple of times, but you're very, what is it about that? That a seems to click or do you go when you, cause, cause you write as well. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when you write, are you, are you, are you purposely looking to feature that, that, that time frame for some reason? Um, well, I, I think uh, I think it's just years and years of sort of absorbing all of that stuff and having it just come out. Because I, I I read the those sides and I was I didn't think of like an accent or like a type of dialect or anything. I think it just sort of you just read it. It's so well written and you just immediately, It's so evocative of like that, not just that time, but it, but really and. And this is something that David Fincher did with the movie as a whole. It's like 
it's a movie that seems like it should have been made back then. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just have watched enough of that stuff where it just sort of comes out, I guess. I, okay. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how to answer that, but I do know so the stuff about that time period. It's a good question. I don't know why I love it so much, but my sister Sinead is my writing partner and we um, we're from Massachusetts, just outside Boston, right next to Salem. So we have like uh, we were we grew up just sort of, um, you know, history is all around you. Um, yeah. In our town, there was like a big there was a, a fort, a revolutionary war fort where we did theater. So it was just sort of like um, we just had an appreciation for it. Um, and um I don't know. I remember watching Citizen Kane in, in college for, for class. And I am so lucky I got to watch it in that um, context because um, I got to like explore all the things that were so cool about it. But I remember thinking like, this is a great movie that I, I, I the, all the stuff that's happening in it is just so, um, you know, I'm, I'm responding to this as a, as a like 20 year old decades later, decades after it was made. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's, um, there's just a, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer the question. I just, I just really like it i like it you are that's, very that's good totally it. fine yeah. yeah i like it say, in thank Gild- you gilded lily it's impressive mm-hmm. it's so impressive thank you. both you and Sinead are very good at that fast talking don't stop until you're interrupted type of yeah dialect. it's really good. we definitely have our favorites like uh, you know katherine C- hepburn and anything and one of our touchstones is who framed roger rabbit i think that's one of the first period pieces <laughs> that i that i saw and it's a good transition it's a good way for a kid to get into old old Hollywood um, films because that's, that's really what it is. And it just happens to have cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of what we based a lot of like Gilded Lily archetypes on. Mm-hmm. Speaking of screenwriting, the script for Gilded Lily is very clever, which <laughs> you know, I'm sure you hear it a lot, but it, it, it like the, the number of like jokes or gags per minute. I mean, where you could just let the, the sort of scene play out. There's, there's a cut aside or, or, or a joke that builds upon a joke that was previously made. It didn't have to be there. Like what's your sort of writing process with Sinead? Like how many drafts are you guys getting to before it gets there? Um, That's a great question. And it's been different every time we are currently working on, on a script for something new that we are. Oh man, it's just been a completely every, yeah, every time it's, it's super different. So our first thing was, um, that we wrote together was Edgar Allan Poe's murder mystery dinner party. And we took a, like a year long break um, while we were, while we were writing that. So when we came back, we, you know, we had like half of a first draft and then we just sort of kept attacking it. And then we did a read through and then we were like, Oh, we're not going to have nearly as much money as we need. So then we did a, a, a pass that was like, let's take out some locations. And then with Gilded Lily, we actually wrote that, in two weeks because wow. we were asked to, to come to a festival and premiere something. And we had an idea for a web series with these characters and we were like trying to figure out what to do. So we were like, let's do a short film, <laughs> a short film. Like we were thinking maybe 20 minutes. So we, we really, um, we were under the gun and we wrote that very, very fast. And it was an, a new experience. 
and um we outlined it and then we divvied up scenes um so we both wrote that first scene we both wrote versions of it and then we would split up um sort of like our characters do in the in the <laughs> in the short um she goes to interview Vivian so Sinead wrote that scene and then I go to interview um Cliff and so I wrote that scene and then we'd come back and we'd read each other's scenes and then the scenes that we wrote together we would um we would just go through and just say like I like this I like this um how can we integrate both of these things and then we um try to have our cake and eat it too so a lot of times we'll be like okay we like all of this stuff let's try to fit it all in <laughs> and then slowly painfully we realize that we have to <laughs> we have to kill our darlings we have to choose cool. some stuff and, and leave some stuff on the cutting room floor um so that's how it's been that's really how it's been we 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 outline together and then we divide up scenes or entire episodes um, and then we come back and we read each other's stuff. We read each other's things. And then we, we sort of, we'll pick things like, oh, you did this joke. And I think we can do a callback here or, or plant or, you know, set it up here. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's, you, it's just happy accidents, really. Like there are things that we throw in that we're like, ah, this is just a temporary placeholder joke. Um, it will, we'll think of something better. And then we don't. And then we're like, oh, I can't believe we left that in. And then it becomes one of the most like quoted or like one of the more popular things. And we're just, That's so that, that on one hand makes us feel good. And on the other hand, it makes us feel like we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun of it. Yeah. Going back to Mank, um, cause it's done in black and white. What was the color like on set? Um, that's a great question. The color was the, yeah, for, for the stuff that I saw that I was privy to, the color was very, um, this, you know, standard, like this is what the color would have been. The car was, was, you know, it was beige. Um, our suits were, were, um, you know, brown. Oh, so they weren't (laughs) like garish colors to get different shades of gray or anything like that. Right. I think, I think that, um, I think I, I, I read, um, an interview with, with Trish, the costume lady who talked about uh, some of the other scenes where that was the case. And that's something that we did on Gilded Lily. Um, cool. We, we went with um, really vibrant colors. Um, my character's office was um, a very deep, like Royal blue. And um, because that just gives it like a different sort of, hue i guess not really yeah, hue yeah. i guess but you know it's a different vibrance like in black and white so right um, that mk's dress in that was a bright red as well that obviously comes, yeah comes off as a yeah. different color yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was like a reddish it was very much like a jessica rabbit yeah uh, yeah yeah i think i've seen yeah. one color photo of that of that <laughs> still so yeah no it's really interesting yeah, and oh and our makeup was really intense on gilda yeah. lily um and we we were like okay this is gonna be weird and then you watch it and you're like no that yeah that totally right. makes sense yeah um so with like um filming when you did um gilded lily and things am i right in thinking you were originally going to film on film for that but then it didn't didn't work out that was a that was a very early idea we had mm-hmm. as like um i think our our director joe stribling was like threw that out there and we were like, yeah, that would be amazing. 
And it was probably the first thing to go because <laughs> uh, that, that is that, that's pretty so costly. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so expensive. And um, yeah, when 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 you're trying to like fit as much as you can into a day, um, and you don't have a lot of room for error, uh, film is is just gonna it's just gonna run up the the final price tag. Yeah. It would have been super cool though. Yeah. What is um, what's it like difference wise? Because obviously with the shipwreck stuff, you do you write, you produce, you star in. What's it? What's the process like? Different like going through to a production where you're just doing this one scene. Like what's the what's the comparison there? Well, it's it's a lot less stressful, <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool to like not be doing a scene and then look over at Crafty and be like, oh my god, are we are we running out of red vines? Um, <laughs> and then. And then everybody raps and you have to take out the trash. Like, that's really nice to just show <laughs> up and do your, do your scene and then leave. Um, so, so that's fun. Um, there is like a, there's a, there's an element of um, um, a camaraderie and um, just a, when you're, when you're sort of in charge of the production, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stress and a lot of work, but you, you're sort of, you know, you're in charge and you, you, there's a confidence you have about just being there and, and, um, and a level of camaraderie that you have with everybody, even the people who are just showing up for a day. Mm -hmm. And when you are that person who just shows up for a day, at least when you're me, um, you're just kind of like, okay, I don't want to get in anyone's way. I'm here to do a job and I want to do it really well. You put a lot of, there's a lot of money here at stake and you put a lot of like faith in me that I can do this. And I just want to do the best job possible and then um, make your job as easy as possible. So it's definitely more of like a, um, I'm here to do a job. I'm here to work and then I will leave. Um, so in a lot of respects, it's, it's not as fun. Um, once you're like sitting down or standing or whatever you're doing, um, and you're in the scene and you're, you have like your scene partner is there, um, and you just sort of get into what you're doing, then it's fun. Yeah. Um, but it is a different type of, uh, more, I guess, diluted sort of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite things about Shipwrecked, other than the writing, I think is probably the camaraderie that comes from, because a lot of the cast are the same. Um, mm -hmm. several different times and there's crossovers with other companies so I was first familiar with Starkid then Tin Can Brothers and then Shipwrecked so oh, I kind cool. of followed through the different <laughs> yeah. like processes um, so for me this interview was massive um, <laughs> I'm really trying not to fangirl and I just saw MK in the corner at the beginning and just absolutely oh, yeah, like, sure. looked, looked over at me and I'm just sad about the moment um, but yeah no so it's it, but that's one of my favorite things about those communities is that you guys are all work together so well. And it, it comes across even in the, in the fi finished productions, but also in, we get to see behind the set, behind the scenes stuff and bloopers mm. and all those things. And it's as a fan of the work, it's, it's really lovely to see. And I really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Um, you're doing a great job of not fangirling. <laughs> um, he wants more of it. <laughs> yeah. More. yeah, if we get like like ten percent yeah. more. No, that's really nice of you to say, and I hope that that's our that's one of our hopes is that we just want to have we we just want to have fun with our friends, like yeah. as yeah. as I don't know as. Um, 
uh, you know, not as not as childish, but as like new new ages. That sounds like we're just here to like, you know, have have fun, and and we want to put something out that's great. And we, we the other thing is we know so many talented people, and unfortunately, this industry is not one that always rewards talent. Um, it it is very. I don't know. There's just so many people out here and it's so luck based. And um, we know so many people who should be, um, who should have their own shows on TV. And it's, and it's insane to me that like these people are not working constantly. So when you get somebody like Joey Richter or Lauren Lopez, and they're just like willing to do whatever to show up on set. Also, they're fantastic people and they're so fun and so funny and just hanging out with them is You're such a blast. You're trying to get me to fangirl more now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Not>, I promise. <laughs> the look that George and I gave each other when you shot them, I was like, Sorry, sorry. Um, but when when you get those people and and they, you know, you write something, you're like, this is pretty good. And then they show up and they elevate it. And you're all just having fun. And you're just like, be, you're able to provide um, work for for talented people. That's such a nice feeling, mm-hmm. and we want to do that. We just want to keep doing that and and try to involve all these people that we know who should be working constantly. And um, we, yeah, we really hope that the the vibes we have on set are are like they shine through, and and that people are like, oh, these people are they know what they're doing. They're doing it well, and they're having fun. Because I think I think when I watch certain things um, I can tell when, when they're having a good time doing it sure and that makes it better. I would yeah. definitely say yeah. that it, it does come through because mm. I, that's, that's why I'm a fan of it. You, you start to feel once you've been there for a while, you start to feel like you're part of the group, which is really, yeah. really lovely. I yeah. Mean, it, you, you come across these people and then you see them in lots of different places working together. And then you go, those two know each other, but like it becomes <laughs> this like big group that you're then part of and then you interact with people on twitter and through patreon and on discord and these different things and you become a Mm. bit of a an honorary member of that group and it's it's really really lovely as on behalf of people who are fans thanks (laughs) that's great you're you're welcome i'm glad i'm glad that's really nice to hear and that is something that we're happy to um to try to um encourage i guess i remember when i was younger and like living at home and and um having that feeling as well and when i was younger we didn't have patreon or discord and like being part of a community or a fan fandom was like uh, a lot uh, i don't know for me it was a lot lonelier i guess i felt like i was do i was like by myself um but i remember the feeling of seeing people like work together more than once and i was like oh man they must like each other they must, be, they must be having fun together and and that was really nice so that's that's cool thank you on the note of having fun together i got a chance to check out your new film review podcast where you yeah, uh, yeah. where you had uh, lauren who i think you just talked about talking about clifford yeah. and not the big red yeah. dog <laughs> no 
Um, this is obviously something. Obviously, you must have an abundance of free time because you've just launched this <laughs> this this new podcast. Uh, what sort of uh, inspired you to kind of go down down that road where you're not only uh, participating in creating the media, you're not only or creating content, you're not only writing the content, starting the content, but now you're kind of analyzing okay. content on the on the on, on on the dark side of it, if you Doing will. Doing almost exactly the opposite of what we do, in, in a sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the the way you just laid that out, I'm like, oh my god, what what are we doing? <laughs> um, no, it's funny. He's just talking with friends. Just let him. Let him <laughs> <do it. laughs> yeah. um, the it's funny you say that we have so much free time because we absolutely don't. Um, <laughs> we started. Sinead and I, um, we were in the process of writing our our next big next big project. Um, we shot a Kickstarter video last March. We were um, the last production at the YouTube Space LA um, before they shut down for COVID and then shut down forever, wow. um, which we found out a couple months ago. Um, and we were ready to, to gear up a launch for this Kickstarter. And um, then COVID hit and... Um, so we we moved our sessions to Zoom, and um, and they were for for a while we were getting a lot of work done, but they were also very um, the the writing sessions were very loose. Uh, <laughs> they were very weird, and um, uh, I think we yeah one of our Patreon exclusive videos is we edited together a bunch of um, little bits from our writing sessions and. And it was a lot of fun and people responded to it and we, we were just having fun together and, and we were like, this is great. We should do more of the, we we should just do more of this stuff. Like not the right, I mean, we should be doing more writing always, (laughs) but we should do the other stuff. We're having fun and we're talking about weird stuff and making each other laugh. And um, I think that people would, you know, there are some people out there who would, who would like to um, be more of a, you know, part of that. So we were like, oh, let's, let's start a podcast. Like, like half of the population in, yeah. 2000, in 2020. <laughs> like us. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, and we, I mean, and that's new knock. Like I love podcasts. I love, they've gotten me through the last year. Um, and then we just sort of uh, procrastinated. And then we, we were like, uh, what are we going to, what's our, what's our hook? Cause um there's a there's certain podcasts where they're just talking and I like it, and then there's certain podcasts where they're talking and I'm like, no, I don't. I just want to skip to like the thing they're talking about. <laughs> so for us, I was like, I think it'll be helpful if we have a hook. So like, what's our hook? And we 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 couldn't figure out one for a while, and then um, and then this we figured this out in like maybe October November. This idea of like. Um, bad movies that we love and not bad like like funny bad that like everybody sort of laughs at like troll 2 or the room but like (laughs) bad movies that like genuinely people think are bad and don't want a part of but but you love for whatever reason and um so we were like everybody has that so let's have a guest on and we can just talk with them and they can tell us about their movie we'll watch the movie they'll tell us why they love it and we wanted to make it so that we weren't, um, you know, we weren't being too negative because we're also very much like every let people like what they like. And we as also as content creators, uh, 
and people who are looking for jobs in the industry, we don't want to be like super negative about <laughs> other people's stuff. No. Um, Trust me, you're not negative. You're a very positive person. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we thought like this would be a great idea. Like we'll have we'll be able to talk about these these movies and and uh, Lauren was the perfect first guest because she will just dig in and um, it will be weird and positive and like. And it'll be about loving the movie rather than us like hating the movie. It was also a a, a weird one to start with because we kind of did like this movie. <laughs> we we talked about the movie Clifford, which was a 1994 movie with Martin Short, who was 40 at the time, and he's playing a 10 year old, and um, Charles Grodin is his uncle. And it was so bizarre. And there were at my first at first I was just like ugh. This movie's so just so weird and off-putting, and then we just couldn't stop quoting it. <laughs> so it worked. I think I think it was a good first episode because it she was. kind of changed our minds a little. Thank you. So we're we've got a bunch of those in the. Um, we tried to have uh, as many banked as possible because we knew like we weren't going to have a lot of free time. <laughs> um, so so yeah, we're doing that, and we're. There's a there's a part of us that's like, why did we do this right now? <laughs> just a, a, a quick fun game, just going around the table. Does it, what is everyone's film that you, everyone else hates but actually you really love? Ellie, do you want to start? Oh, are we are we well, pitching potential? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just mine. Is just curious. <sighs> mine is one that Ethan also loves, but it's Stardust. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. Ian I, hates yeah, it. Well, uh, not hate might be strong, but. It's not too I feel far like off. I've I've heard <laughs> I've heard good things it. about it. I love it. It's oh, it just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> but the the ending in particular is not um not the best. Okay, <laughs> Liam, have you got one? Endings are hard. I do. My one of my favourite movies that no one else like is Staying Alive, the sequel <laughs> to Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> Jeez. I love it. It's I thought a, you were going to say Grease too. I, I was going to be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a toss up between Grease 2 and Staying Alive, but yeah. Staying Alive is one of my go to movies. <laughs> wow. Uh, I've never seen it, but I think you're the first person I've ever heard say that they like it. Yeah. Well, it's directed by Sylvester Stallone. I know, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, well, okay. I, I love it, but it's. It's not going to win any Oscars. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, but but it's one of them things. I don't think it's eligible anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll get remade and re-released. You could, you could, you could do a write-in vote on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I sorry. So, no, sorry, I was just saying, no. I, I need to revisit and watch that again, because I ain't seen it for about five years now. But I used to watch it religiously once every year. I believe oh, it. What would yours be in? Uh, mine's also a sequel, though. One people don't think of as a sequel. Uh, mine is Be Cool, which is the sequel to Get Shorty. Uh, it's like 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I saw, I loved it. It's so self, I, I love things that are self-aware. Probably why I really like Gilded Lily so much. The oh, idea yeah. that you play with conventions of, of a genre that we're expecting. And American Whoopi as well. And American we Whoopi as well, before, which we yeah. watched just before he came on. And I like things that realize you know that play with intertextuality but also play with the conventions of the genre which they are participating in and setting up a joke which they'll pay off 20 30 minutes later and so it didn't have that same cool slow kind of burn that get shorty did which i'm not as big on um Mm -hmm. but i really really enjoyed uh be cool and you know it's 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 just 
I, I just love ensemble casts when they work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they have to work because there's been far yeah, too many. Yeah, yeah. You can't just throw them at a wall and expect yeah. that to be enough. So that's mine. I, I, I really like Be Cool, but I think I'm, 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 it's one of those ones where I'm kind of on a ledge by myself most days. There's a, lot, there's a John Travolta theme here. I there, think. Is, there is yeah. a John Travolta <laughs> theme, indeed. Uh, George, is yours Battlefield Earth? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> You don't know Battlefield Earth, is John Travolta film. I, I assume it's, I, it's pretty much considered like the one of the worst films ever. Made. Ever, um, yeah. yeah. No, um, mine is Ian's going to hate me. Um, mine's Cat in the Hat. Oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> it's oh. so good. It's dreadful. I love and it I, so much. I, I say that as a proud Canadian who loves Mike Myers in almost all things, <laughs> but not not in that. No, it is brilliant. It's there's a lot of adult funny jokes. It's almost Shrek like, but it's the story of Cat in the Hat. <laughs> It is. It really is. There's. I. I. We used to fight about it about okay. whether it was a good film or not, and I'm going to stand my ground. I think it is. Uh, so the, our first, our first um, take on this podcast was like, what's a movie that everybody loves that you hate? Oh. Um, and then we were like, no, that's oh. going to be too much. That's going to focus too much on like. Uh, negative yeah. and just bringing people and, down. But we've got a couple of those and, on the podcast of yeah. ours already. <laughs> yeah. And, and people are going to come for you if you do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, I know. I've been told off a few times because I really don't like Batman. Really don't like. Well, I don't mean us. I Which mean one? people out there. Oh, Dark George doesn't Knight. like any Batman. Okay. Other than like Holy Musical Batman and Lego Batman. Like, that's like where my Batman level sits. Dark Knight is horrendous. Uh-huh. I don't what? like train spotting. Uh-huh. And I hated Fight Club. Yeah. So. And I don't oh, like boy. The Princess Bride. And yeah, Amy you're, like the, which you're wrong. All, which is oh, I know, right? Sharp aside, there is. We'd like to apologize for offending our guest. Oh, no. He's taking his headphones off. I gotta go. Ellie, what have you done? I'm sorry. It's going so well. As you wish. As you wish. That's inconceivable. I get, you know, I get batman it's a weird when you think about him he's he's, he's just weird grumpy he's just <laughs> but you grumpy. Love, isn't is star isn't stardust sort of like princess bride adjacent isn't there like a a world where those movies are like on a double feature oh i really is hope not. wow oh, boy. maybe not i haven't seen stardust well mine the, well, the reason i said that, that i brought that up is because you mentioned shrek and i shrek is one of my least favorite movies yeah but, um I get that. We 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 got some grief. We we reviewed yeah, yeah, Shrek yeah. recently. Yeah, we have. And oh, got, okay, and got some grief from people because <laughs> Liam. At the end, we tend to give a rating out of ten, and I, Liam gave his, and I went, "Okay, let's 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 talk for a minute. <laughs> let me be the voice of reason here. I think we might be a you might be a little high." And Liam went, "Yeah, actually, I think maybe you're you're right." And you just kind of you yeah. did kind of sort of move a little bit more towards the mean, and then man, Twitter did not like me doing that. <laughs> That because, all blew up because Shrek. Because I'm messing with people's childhoods when I when I when I talk smack. Yeah, Shrek. exactly, exactly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I had another question for Sean as well. What do you think is the best film ever? Oh, Ooh. Ellie on brand. Good job. <laughs> um. Hmm. Sorry, I didn't put that in your notes. I didn't know she was going to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of it now. <laughs> what if I what if I said Princess Bride? Hey. Um, it's my best film ever. Is it? Yeah. Yep. It's I I'm I don't it's not my best film ever. Um, <laughs> I, I I I do love it, but I it's between. Um, hmm. The I think my best film ever is 
Uh, I think it's Back to the Future. Oh. Hey. Episode one. Episode one of us. <laughs> Is that really? Did it was, you guys it, talk it about was that our one? first episode. It's the one mm-hmm. that sort of launched the idea. Yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, to bring it full circle back to Mank, I mean, apparently they teach it in a lot of screenwriting courses as the perfectly it's- paced film. It is, it is so, good. so well written. Yeah, it is. Um, I just listened to a conversation with the uh, interview with Bob Gale on. Um, I don't remember what podcast it was, but it was uh, this is embarrassing. Um, it was so good. He's so sharp and he remembers so much about that writing process. And it was so fascinating to listen to. I also I love all three of them. And I, I actually think that on a personal level, I, I probably prefer part two. Um, but on a, on a, that's like on an objective level, I think number one is better. It's the best movie out of mm-hmm. all three. Number two hit me in the sweet spot growing yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I was the right age for that movie to be all oh, hoverboards. And, yeah. 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 So for me, I, for I me, it was, it was the, it was the movie folding back in on itself yeah, that yeah, blew my mind. I was like, I didn't know you could do stuff like this. This is amazing. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. That's it's a special kind of talent to sort of think that stuff up. I don't mm-hmm. know if, I, if it would hit me like that at all. Yeah. I could ask questions to Sean all day because I'm, <laughs> I'm just really happy oh, to be here. There is one more question. Okay. Um, when you hit the big time and you're this big, amazing movie star, in the ilk of Gary Oldman, <laughs> would you carry on your production company still? Yeah. Uh, is this a longevity it, thing? Is this a thing that is going to carry on regardless? Yeah, for sure. I, yes. I mean, I don't know what that looks like because like when you get to that point, um, your time, I guess, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot more stretched thin, but um, this stuff, you know, the stuff we're doing with shipwrecked is not, um, we're, we're, we, we have been trying to push this outside of the realm of stuff we're doing on the side. Like we want this to be what we're doing, what Good. this is our job. This is what sustains us. And, um, when we go, we've, we've had pitch meetings where we're pitching, um, ideas that we've had and, and developed and stuff that it's it's uh i'm sort of frustrating because it's stuff that we've we've never talked about in public that we we've had that Sinead and i have developed these like um entire seasons of of stories for yeah. for pitch meetings and that's what we want to do like Good. that's what we grew up wanting to do and that's what Sinead and i did together when we were kids and um that's why like stuff you know being in mank is amazing it's like a highlight of my life but it's also like at the end of the day that was a job and um i did three days on it and then i came home and i got on zoom with Sinead, and then we we like kept working on our stuff so you're so still, that's like so you'll still do stuff but you'll only like do as a sideline doing um movies and concentrate more on your production yeah well that's the thing like hopefully they're they happen at the same time yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to be turning down any like well, no. TV or film roles. No, yeah, no, 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 no Mr. Feige, like I cannot be in a new Marvel <laughs> film. <laughs> no, but it's nice that you said in the, in the beginning that you know you want to stay busy, mm-hmm. so you, that you you created more for yourselves to stay busy. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to know. I mean, we started this podcast just for a bit of fun, really. Yeah, and it was just two guys just talking about movies, and instead of just doing it off air, we did it on air. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. now it's this juggernaut of a thing that's just snowballing. <laughs> that might be a bit you, might, you might be a little hyperbolic about that. Okay. okay, when I say this, right? I expected nobody to listen. (laughs) Nobody. No, three people. Three. Three Three. people. Three people. I thought they'd be family members. But to have people all over the world that listen to us, I find this amazing. We are very lucky. We are very lucky to have a fledgling fandom, and we're very appreciative of it, even in our own little, even in our own little sort of microcosms. Yeah, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. It's so it's so nice to be able to to like put in that work and like and then put it out there and then realize, oh, this is. resonating with people and and people like what we're doing because i I have i'm sure you you guys have had this experience too where you do work and you put it out there and um and you get a few views or a few listens and you're like what am i doing wrong so so what and oftentimes you're not because oftentimes it's just like it is luck it's like oh the right person retweeted this or something and then um to get to that point where you're like this is a conversation with um with people who like what we're doing is so rewarding. It is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And I mean, like to go from being a fan of just a casual fan of things to a more intense fan of things. And then to being MK's Patreon to then messaging and kind of going, I now have this platform that potentially means that we can talk with you as well was, was massive. Yeah. And it was great that there is that connection and the kind of like collaborative thing between everyone who creates anything regardless of what Mm -hmm. it is and that's that's really nice as well yeah yeah i think that's a good place to sort of put 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 a pin in this and we are so thankful for thank you so much for for your time and coming on talking about mank as well as all the things you're doing uh outside of this do you want to go ahead and just make sure you give your your any sort of official pluggy pluggies to oh yeah yeah um okay um so my group shipwreck comedy is um we're gearing up to launch um a big project um and we started our little hype train today on instagram i'm very excited (laughs) yeah um yeah we we're it's a it's it's gonna be um we're we're nervous we're excited it's gonna be the biggest thing we've ever attempted by far and um (laughs) <laughs> uh it and it's an idea that i remember we Sinead and i came up with um we did uh we were but tin can brothers uh this this plug has gone on way too long no, uh, it, follow it, us follow us on shipwreck comedy uh to follow our journey with this with this new project um yeah the 15th of june is going to be a big day for us um but this project is super fun and um really it's something new but it's something very much in our wheelhouse and i remember Sinead and i were in san diego for comic-con in 2019 um tin can brothers were hired to do a um an interactive uh brooklyn 99 um experience there wow. okay and Sinead and i were in it and after rehearsal one day we just went to the beach we went to the coronado hotel and we just were on the beach having drinks and we started throwing out ideas for this next project. So it's kind of fun to think about that and to think about how far it's come. And uh, we're so excited for people to like meet these characters and, and see what we've been cooking up for the last year and a half, two years. Oh my God. Two years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Two years. <laughs> wow. Time means nothing. Um, yeah. 
Is there any recurring characters or is it all new characters to the Shipwrecked World? Is it um, recurring characters or is it all new? I'm looking at Mary-Kate and just seeing what I'm allowed to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> even a no is an answer. So can, I don't want to say the wrong thing. You can bypass the question. You that's, can bypass that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I think... Just um, now. I think... Uh, I think it's going to be, um, (laughs) 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 um, there we've, we've toyed with, um, throwing some old characters in there. I'll say that (laughs) just just in like, I I don't know. I'm not going to tell you which ones, but there might be, there might be a, a recurring character in there. Who knows? (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, We thoroughly enjoyed watching you in Mank, but we, 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 we even more so enjoyed uh, getting a chance to talk to you about your perspective, both within Mank and then out there doing so, so very much. Uh, My, 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 my joke about the abundance of free time was entirely, (laughs) was entirely that Uh, you seem like you have so much stuff out there and, and I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to sort of uh, immerse myself in it. So to anybody who listens Thank to you. us, we'd love to say just go ahead and check them out. Shepard yeah. Comedy on, on, on YouTube. The name of the podcast exactly was Make Sean and Sinead Love Movie. Make Sean and Sinead Love Movie. So <laughs> I highly recommend the episode on Clifford, also known as as the one full episode they have. So yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah. that's a good place to start. The next one will be on episode Thumbelina. One. Thumbelina. Mm-hmm. There yeah, we this go. Tuesday. Tuesday. So um, Oh, so just- thank you very much for having me. This was this was a lot of fun. Hey, thank you. Uh, Ethan, I was going to say, he did wish to apologize. He did have to run, unfortunately. So that's why he hasn't just disappeared and been replaced by his microphone. Yes, but, uh, it's getting late here. But, it, was a, it was a cool trick. But yeah, th- thank you so, so very much. And we'll let you get on with the rest of your Sunday. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sean. You take thank care. You. Thank, thank you very much. much. Bye. Nice to meet you. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Oh.